Second and victory. Titans country. Let's ride. <laughs> no Bud. No Simmons. No Hooker. No Fulton. No Cunningham. No problem. The Titans find a way to get it done again on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. And we're here to break it all down. My name is Austin Nelson. Welcome back into the Second Victory Podcast. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Chris Carter, Brett Batcher. What's up, boys? How's it going? What's up, dog? What's up? Uh, an exciting win Sunday. Uh, Nissan Stadium was was live, man. It was a, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, a lot of Broncos fans. Really good on TV. It was an exciting atmosphere. Uh, a lot of Broncos fans there. Uh, obviously, a lot of Titans fans there. But uh, it was exciting. Obviously, the first what first uh, twenty six minutes of the game were not exciting at all. It was just a punt not fest. Even close. Uh, for the Titans, but they find a way, you know, towards the end of that first half to put up some points. And that kind of changed the momentum of the game, in my opinion, um, from there. But um, what was your guys' initial thoughts on the game? Anything that stuck out to you? Yeah, this defense, uh, defensive line is deep. Uh, for deep, deep. for to to be missing Bud and and Big Jeff, and to come out and have what six sacks? Is that what they ended up with? Uh, yes. Mario Edwards, Mario Edwards balling, uh, Demarcus Walker balling, you know, Naquan, Naquan got him one. That was cool to see. Uh, just the, the elite pressure that, that TRT, TR Tart can bring. Uh, it was awesome. I love watching this D line. Dude. They, and for me, it showed that there's way more depth on the defense than we thought too. Like, like once when, when you have guys like Bud and those guys go out, you think, well, crap, man, like, is there going to be anything there? And it, I mean, think about it. if Bud played and if Big Jeff played, I mean, Denver might not even scored a single point. And that's crazy to say because it was all backups in the whole game. So to, to have those guys out and still hold them to 10 points because Denver, while the offense is terrible, they came into the game with like, I think they're the eighth best team in the league when it came to X plays, which is for those who might not know, that's yeah. plays of 20 yards or longer. So the fact that all, the, all those starters were out and the Titans still held them to 10 points was pretty insane. Whenever uh, I think whenever Bud and and Ola first got hurt this season, I talked about are we going to start seeing a four three front, um, and the the Shane Bowen and Jim Schwartz's ability to showcase this front multiplicity that they're doing uh, with with big guys. I mean these are you know these are bigger build guys um, playing playing these defensive line roles and getting significant pressure uh, is really impressive. Yeah, I do want to talk about. I guess we can start with that. The, the defense, obviously, uh, one of the winners from from Sunday. Um, like I said in the beginning, no Bud, no Simmons, no Cunningham, no Hooker, and then no Fulton happened right before kickoff. You tend to freak out. I know we were all texting about it for the game, like crap. Like, what's about? I mean, this is gonna be bad. The complete opposite of that. I mean, it's like these guys thrive on uh, the next man up mentality. I um, mean backs against the wall and here's where we here's where we shine right here. Demarcus Walker, Mario Edwards, 
Rashad Weaver, uh, you said Naquan. I mean, these guys stepped up on Sunday and made a massive impact. I mean, it was it was play after play that Russell Wilson was pressured, felt heat somehow, some way from somebody um, on that D line. Uh, it was wild to watch because you, you, I mean, it didn't matter if it was first and ten, first and fifteen, third and two. Like the heat was coming from somewhere, and I mean, got to get credit to the D line. But we also talked about last week, Broncos on line's not that good. Um, their center went down during the game, and I think like they had one more offensive line um, player left on that bench because if if he if that guy went down, then I don't know who would have been playing the O line for the Broncos. I did. That could have got, got interesting. Maybe. Seriously, maybe a D lineman. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. Um, but eighteen quarterback hits. Um, yeah, you said it, Chris. Six sacks, nine tackles for loss. I mean, they were everywhere. And again, this is without your uh, two best D linemen. Three, if you want to count Harold Landry. Uh, and they're, you know, they're they're absolutely, you know, what maybe the best unit in the league right now. Well, man, and if you think about it too, it's got to be, be hard to argue against it. Yeah, it's got to be a depth thing too. Like I talked about earlier, like. When would you – at the beginning of this season, people were like – I remember people talking about it. They're like, oh, man, dude, Dylan Cole is taking first-team reps when some guys are hurt. Now it's almost like you're comfortable with Dylan Cole taking first – I mean, Dylan Cole had two tackles for loss on defense. Now in pass coverage, do you want him there on third down? Probably not. But first and second down or third and short, I don't think people really have an issue with Dylan Cole being in the game anymore. Uh, especially not when he's making special teams tackles like he did. <laughs> Hey, he keeps that Boy, up. Hey, let's keep keep know, that up. He's first team captain that. next year. Mario Seriously. Mario Edwards and Demarcus Walker are former second round picks. Yeah. So, yeah. so the talent's always been there, uh, but for Vrabel and company to be able to get it out of them the way they are has been really awesome. That's a good point. Um. And then you got guys like uh, Terrence Mitchell, who we've talked about in the last, you know. Last month, as somebody who uh, he's been suspect, he's hit or miss. Uh, but you got to give Terrence Mitchell credit uh, these last couple games. Um, he did uh, have a, uh, a mess up on the Jalen Virgil touchdown, that first touchdown of the game for the Broncos. Uh, he slipped, but he makes up for it, has a team high eight tackles, uh, and then he does pick off Russell Wilson in the game. Uh, maybe probably shouldn't have needed it on the one-yard line, but, hey, Titans end up finding a way to get it done. <laughs> Uh, and then he also made that play against the Colts, um, uh, that fumble that to he had. So, yeah. yeah, so um, hit or miss, but you got to give him credit when it's due. And yeah, and big- for going back to the the Jalen Virgil uh, touchdown, he slipped. Um, he just fell down, and I saw quite a few players slipping and falling. I mean, I noticed it from Cortland Sutton several times. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, you know. It was it was happening quite a bit out there, so I don't know what the field condition was like, but um, yeah that that one that one was uh, just a I th- just a situation that you know you want to avoid, but sometimes it happens. Um, but yeah, Team Mitch has been awesome uh, the last I think two weeks, three weeks, and uh, it's really cool to see a, another guy off the street come in and and step up. Him and Andrew Adams have turned into you know really solid finds for for depth pieces. I didn't mention Danico. I mean, Danico was a menace yeah. again on Sunday. Um, yeah, always is. And the cool part about Danico is that if you watch him inside, outside, he's always making a play. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter where he's lined up at. So he had I, a lot of I would argue he's, he's having an all-pro level season. 
I mean, it's close. Uh, he leads, I'll, I'll, leads the team in sacks right now. Yeah, bring uh, that up. Seven sacks. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just – he's a menace, I think, is a great word that you just used, Austin. He's been a hey. menace out there. Uh, we we see it especially against the Colts. Uh, but, you know, he was doing it on, on Sunday against the Broncos. He's been doing it all season. Uh, and, you know, to, to do it without Jeffrey Simmons next to him, I think even speaks more volume about how good he's been this year. I uh, I do want to bring something up, too. I'll go ahead, Brett. I was going to say real quick, I saw somebody say the other day, you guys might have saw it. I don't think we sent it to each other. But as good as the defensive line played the other day and with how good uh, Daquan's playing – not Daquan, uh, Danico is playing, I saw somebody the other day say that Sunday is the reason why next offseason John Robinson will use the excuse of saying why he didn't pay Jeffrey Simmons and let him walk. As a <laughs> yeah. Joke. I did see that. Um. And I kind of want to talk about beginning of the year when Harold Landry goes down and he tears his ACL. I mean, just after getting the bag, um, we all tended to freak out and think, oh, my God. Like, I mean, it's, you're losing so much production there uh, from Harold Landry. Like, who who's going to be a pass rusher? You go sign somebody now. I know we talked about that um, before the season started. Well, fast forward to now. It's a good thing they didn't because they didn't need to, right? Uh, they're still getting production. They have 29 total sacks on the season. They're tied third in the league uh, with 3.2 sacks per game. So they're still finding ways to get to the quarterback no matter what um, with what they have. So um, just got to get, you know, got to give them credit, credit's due. They're uh, fifth in the league in total sacks. So you just know. imagine if Harold had Harold. Harold. Yeah, just imagine if Harold. Let's say add yeah. Harold to the mix next next year, and 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 then what could this group really be? Yeah, I think that they're ahead of pace from last season too. I believe, right on sacks. So too. Yeah. All right, so let's hop on the other side of the ball. Um, completely, I think it was a different. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about something now that I didn't think we talk about today, and that is how the passing game was more <laughs> effective than the run game Sunday. Um, Ryan Tannehill throws for 255 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, really, really kind of had his way. Um, and it was just good to see Tannehill make plays again uh, with his feet at times as well. Uh, what did you guys think about the passing game? 17. Much improved. Yeah, dude. 17 to me showed why he's still way more effective than seven is right now. And that's that has nothing to do with the yeah. fumble in the fourth quarter. Nothing. But, like – even like, when, did, when did they get the ball? Was it did they run a two minute or four minute offense? Two minute offense, right? Uh, before yes. half, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the offense was abysmal before that. It was passing game was abysmal. I think Tanhill was calling all the plays in that two minute drill, which I think is pretty standard for him. Um, but the offense came alive during that two minute drill. I had somebody tweet me those were just five five yard curl routes. They weren't. Uh, these were these were clear, you know, concise routes that were being run. Uh, the the throw to NWI in the end zone was beautiful, um, and you know the guys made plays. NWI was making plays. Hooper was making plays. Uh, later in the game, we saw Chig come alive. Uh, it was awesome to see. Hey, the the ball has got to get in Chig's hands much uh, more often. NWI much more. And I, th- I mean, and, and Mike Vrabel talked about that in his press conference Monday um, after practice, um, how they got to get Chig involved more. I mean, because all he's doing right now when he has the ball is make plays. Yeah. Um, 
very clutch pass that he caught uh, Sunday, and then obviously the, the he had to play against uh, Kansas City to start the game. Um, so he's making plays when he gets it. So yeah, you. I mean, we talked about it before the year, Chris. This was your draft crush was getting Chig, and it happened. Yeah. And now yeah. you just got to find ways to give him the ball that more. Was, uh, real quick, shout out Austin. He's been right three straight weeks on his uh, bold predictions. I may never get another bold prediction right, but I will. I was right about Chig Conquo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Chig is Chig is electric with the football in his hands. Uh, the we saw the play he made for Malik, uh, but that that play he made uh, on Sunday for for seventeen was awesome. Um, that you know you gotta you gotta love a, a tight end that can do that. And he you know he played a lot of uh, run blocking snaps I think Sunday too, uh, which was good to see. They're really. Uh, starting to trust him more, I think, across the offense, no matter what they're, what he's being asked to do. So, you know, I, I hope Mike Vrabel kind of, you know, fulfills his word and does get Chig more involved in the offense. And we talked about it too. I mean, get the receivers involved somehow, some way. And they, and so listen, this kind of, I want to talk about a, a winner here in NWI, but I also want to go ahead and start talking about the loser of what Todd Downing is. Um, Five receptions on eight targets for NWI. So obviously, it seemed like that Ten Hill was comfortable with him on Sunday. Um, yeah. and, and, and that was a, a big part of the game plan was to get him involved. And the creativity, first off, of Downing to finally use a flea flicker that worked. It was perfect execution. Uh, Nick makes a, a good play on the safety and obviously scores a touchdown. And then the other touchdown before half uh, to get both feet in. Great pass, great catch. Um, so it was nice to see NWI again, a reliable receiver, somebody that is not, should not be your wide receiver one or wide receiver two, but he's a great depth piece and he's been reliable throughout his career here. So um, nice to see him um, contribute. Traylon Burks, three catches, 24 yards in his uh, return back from IR um, on six targets. You just got to find the way to get him involved too, in my opinion. And the, the two key things about those guys, those two guys you just mentioned, NWI and Traylon on Sunday, where they got separation. Um, I think in NWI averaged four yards plus of separation. Um, Traylon was well over three yards of separation. Those are both above the league average. Like those are guys that are are actually getting open. Uh, you know, NWI we we've seen make a couple plays this season that sixty one yarder, um, but you know most of the time you know these wide receivers just aren't getting separation. And both of them were doing it on Sunday against a pretty good secondary. Um, so it, w- it was really nice to see, you know, those two kind of come alive a little bit more and good to see Traylon back on the field. But <clears throat> I think it's it's concerning how little Robert Woods is involved in the I offense. Um, he's uh, he, he should be your most reliable uh, wide receiver, and he's just not. Uh, to me, he didn't look like a guy that wanted to be out there really on Sunday. Um but he he's got to get more involved. They've got to try to target him, but he's got to get separation and get open. Um, he's a guy that, you know, Austin's talked about those crossers and stuff. Like Robert Woods is is a guy that can do that. So start getting him the ball more, I think, is key too. At this point, he's just out there doing cardio. Like I said that last yeah. week too. Um, that's all it is. And I feel bad for the guy because you you brought him here thinking he's like your deep threat. And there, well, first off, there's no deep threat ability with this team, and I don't know why. Again, it's on Downing. Throw the deep ball. Tannehill is very accurate with that. Try it. Use him for that. And they've yet to do that. 
um, very little to none this season. Um, so I think Woods would be, you know, perfect with that. But I, I feel bad for the guy truly. It's, he's going to be one of those those things where we talk about Robert Woods years from now, thinking like what a bust that guy was, when really it was the offensive philosophy for not getting the guy involved. And you feel bad for him because he, I know when he has the ball, he can't contribute. I don't know. It was just a bad looking back on it now. Like, what's the need to trade for this guy? If this guy doesn't. I mean, if he's doing nothing for you, um, if you're not going to use him, so. I mean, the the thing is too, man. Like, if if NWI can go down the field and catch the ball down the seam and if he can go up and get it then what's the point of i mean not at least trying it with Traylon? i mean Traylon's got such a big frame and it, again and i think too austin you talked about the scheme and chris you did too if you open it up downfield for guys like Traylon and nwi showing you that at times he can do it I, I mean i think that opens up the crosser more for robert woods and chig and austin hooper so if you at least try it down the field it opens up your five to ten to fifteen yard routes yeah, and we saw Traylon high point the ball at Arkansas. It's yeah. something he can do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 100%. It's like they're scared to make a mistake on offense. And I understand they want to play mistake-free football, but you you also can't be scared to make mistakes. Like sometimes you have to take risks to try to move the ball and do something special, and they seem afraid to do that. Uh, I also want to give credit to uh, Austin Hooper. He's come alive these last few games. In the beginning of the season, he was practically dead. They didn't target Hooper a lot, but he's kind of blossoming into a reliable option for Ryan Tannehill. Made some big plays the last couple of weeks. Um, had a big catch Sunday to move the sticks. Uh, so, Bro, he was it's nice to find it's pretty see clear. Up. It's pretty clear who the worst tight end on this roster is, right? Uh, the highest yeah, paid tight end. It's not even, cl- uh, not even close. Dude, but, uh, I mean, Austin Hooper was mentioned in trade in like trade talks just two weeks ago. Yeah, and now here yeah. he is coming yeah. back out making plays to help the team win the game in two out of the last three games. Yeah, um, I, I, it's been awesome to see uh, Austin get more involved. Uh, Chig obviously getting involved. I've, I've seen some solid blocking out of uh, is it Kevin Radar? Yes. Is that how you say yes. his name? Um, he uh, he's had some solid blocks when he's played. He's played minimal snaps. They played the, him the at blocks fullback have been when solid Troy Carter got hurt. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think I think it's pretty clear. Uh, I think it was, was it James Foster, uh, or no, it may have been F words. Uh, F words shared that Jeff Swain's the lowest graded pa- pass blocking yes. tight end in the league, and the Titans say he's the best um, pass blocking sp- tight end. Right, um, which feels like something you know. I think Vrabel was the one that said that, but that feels like a Todd Downing thing, right? Yeah. Like being completely well, hey, wrong and think about, about it. Think about it too. Todd Downing was the tight ends coach before he, before he became the OC. Yeah. Um, one more player I want to shout out. He didn't really play offensive snaps as much, but CJ Board. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I was going to bring him up, Chris. Yeah. Was uh, very, very solid on special teams. Uh, came in, you know, first game with the Titans and, and handled business at, at punt return. Uh, he was good on punt coverage, um, kickoff, kickoff coverage. Like he did, he did a really impressive job, I thought, as a, as a special teams guy. Absolutely, he averaged twelve yards per return. I mean, that's a that's a first down. And it kind of makes you wonder so too, man. Move, like, move. did he just all of a sudden turn it on in practice? Because I mean, he's been on the practice squad for I mean, how long? Couple, Three, four weeks. Yeah. Maybe? So Three, I mean, four weeks? so it, it either took time or like he just turned it on and really showed them what he could do, or they just really wanted to see it over time, see if it was consistent or not. Because some guys, like some guys, like Kyle Phillips, you saw. I mean, obviously he's a rookie, but like. First first punt return was great. Next one was a fumble. He had some he had some hiccups. Adoree never got to it, got to that level. 
Uh, maybe they want to see consistency, but I mean, there's something had to have happened in practice over the last week and a half where they felt comfortable to elevate him, deactivate Chris Conley, and then throw him out there on the first punt return of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was fun to see. Is Kyle Phillips eligible to return after the Packers game? He should be. I believe so. Yep. Yeah. I thought I so, believe too. so. And that could open uh, the spot, winner, too, the crossers. Yeah. For sure. 100%. I mean, we haven't seen we haven't seen Kyle play since the Buffalo game. Uh, what's what's Kyle gets back he into played the one game, I think, after that, Austin, but I think he re injured in that maybe the, game. The Raiders, maybe the Raiders, yeah, Raiders he re injured in the Raiders game because that's that's when he had his shoulder and the ankle, and then the ankle inflamed after that. Okay, uh, last winner for me was Ryan Stonehouse, made a, made a lot of big <laughs> points on Sunday. Uh, absolute stud, dude. What a, I mean. We all wanted to cry when Brett Kern got cut, but there's no reason to cry anymore. This guy this guy could seriously, truly make the Pro Bowl's rookie. Bro, he could be all pro this year. He's he's having that yeah, kind of He can of be year. all pro this That's year. That's what I was about to say. Not Pro Bowl, all pro. Yeah, yeah like Possibly. he is. He's already, he is, he's already uh, first in the league. One of the, he's one of the most impressive finds, I think, in the in the J-Rob. Well, I mean, dude, uh, when, they, uh, when the whole team came for camp, like the, like the two, three-day camp they have after the draft in April – I don't know if you guys heard this. We might talk about this before because they asked Brett Kern like in July when it was coming up towards cut day. They said, hey, Brett, when did you know that you were in a in a competition with Stonehouse? Kern said, uh, the first time I saw him touch the football back in April. I knew it was going to be an issue. And obviously it proved to be because look at Stonehouse. I hope Brett Kern's enjoying retirement right now. I hope he's enjoying I talked to him the other day. He's doing good. He's doing good. He's obviously he's still he's told me he said he's still practicing uh, a couple days a week. He said it feels weird, dude. He man, I felt bad for him just because you can tell that he still wants to play, obviously. But he's uh, no, he's doing good though. Good. If Randy, if Randy Bullock's actually hurt, Josh Lambert doesn't work out. Can you call Brett Kern back just to <laughs> uh-huh. to kick the ball? Hey, dude. Somebody somebody called the other day on the Titans Talkback Show. They said. Uh, like if if it gets to like 70 65 yards like would you put Stonehouse out there to just try it with his leg now obviously he's not a kick he's not a field goal guy but hey i mean he's never kicked off before and he sent the first two way through the back of the end zone obviously the third one was a squib but like he he sailed him through the back of the end zone he's not he never kicked off four in his life so i mean do you, you know try I've thought it? About like if it's the end of the first like, half or something you see you see kickers uh, like pregame warmups, they'll go out there like Justin Tucker. I've seen before. See like a seventy yarder in pregame warmups. Yeah, it's essentially this. Like they have it on the tee, right? It's yeah. essentially the same thing when the holder's holding the ball. Are you allowed? Like, is there a distance that you have to be from the where where the holder is to where you are? Or can you? I mean, does it matter? Can you like be longer? Because take take another two steps back if you wanted I to. I think it's just kickers. Yeah, I, I think, think you're just ri- you're risking the. The, the timing possibly the defense sure. busting through 100 yeah. possibly well because i know some kickers oh, some yeah. kickers take they three can do steps. it in one they do it again yeah some kickers take three steps other kickers take five some step two to the right some step three to the left i think it's all comfortability thing but it's all gonna be timing though too yeah and i think about you know thinking about like um stonehouse like trying like a field goal like you, you remember when um uh, suck up kicked the frozen football in Kansas yeah. City, yeah. and he said he just had to throw everything he knew out the window and just kick it as hard as he can. I mean, wouldn't that be Ron Stonehouse? Just kick it as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah. Like um, if it's, bro, if it, I mean, I think if it it's happen. a sixty-five yarder at the end of the first half, I wouldn't care. 
No, I wouldn't. I mean, no. Yeah, why not? I'm with you. All right, a couple losers to hit on. Uh, you got to praise him when he does great, but you also have to give him some criticism when he doesn't. It's Derrick Henry. And I'll, I'll kind of add in the offensive line to that as well. Um, 19 carries, 53 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. Just not a great day from him in the O-line. The running game, just they, you know, they couldn't get it going. Again, the Broncos' defense was a top three unit in the league, uh, but they were missing some, some key players that we talked about. Um, not a great day from uh, Derrick Henry. You're going to have those days, obviously, but like, sure. And I, I makes me wonder too, because the passing game was so good. I mean, maybe the, the Titans probably knew going into this game, hey, we're going to have to scheme to throw the ball more because of this run defense. You know, even though they just traded Bradley Chubb, it's still a solid, still one of the top defenses in the league. So, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously, obviously, you don't know, you don't ever expect Derrick to have a bad day, but you probably know when it's going to be tougher. So you scheme a little bit differently throughout the week. Yeah, I mean, you know, this Titans offense was coming in knowing that they were playing a, a defense that was going to do everything they could to stop Derrick Henry because the Titans offense had a, a, a an injured Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Um, so, you know, they really sold out to stop the run, and I think that's what kind of helped open up some of this for uh, Tannehill in the passing game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brett's right. It's going to happen sometimes. Um not not every game is going to be against the Houston Texans. So, <laughs> um, all right, I, we kind of mentioned earlier, but it's time we talk about it now. Ty Downing, um, a loser once again. This guy cannot get out of his own way. Um, Got to give him props for the two minute drive, the flea flicker. Uh, but once again, all that is overshadowed by bad decisions and another thing that the defense and, you know, I guess the offense too had to overcome to win it. Um, they went past heavy early on. Uh, they, like I said, we just mentioned they couldn't get anything going on the ground with Derek. Um, but he just makes football look so fucking difficult. <laughs> it's hey, just the truth. Would you like, rather- there's, there's times where it's, where it's, it looks easy and he gets creative and it's, it's, it's quick slants and it's a crosser and it's like the chains move. And there's some times where you see it. How many times they punt in a row today or Sunday? Six, guys? Seven, five, eight, eight times five or six. Six. Yeah. Two six. Would, and would you rather Fucking have Downing ridiculous. or would you rather have Matt Canada? I'm, I, yes. I think I'd rather have, <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm being honest, I'd know. rather have Downing because you at least see know. some creative from, from Downing. You don't see anything from Can. And don't get me wrong. I'm not backing Downing whatsoever. Not at all. But I'm just saying it's weird because you see some of it there, but not all the time. Yeah. I uh, think- the to credit him, the, the flea flicker was awesome. That was so uh, dope. Pass pass protection. Everybody executed though, I think was key on that. I think the pass, know, protection pass protection was the biggest thing up. on that one. Yeah, it one hundred percent was. Um you know, NWI obviously got open, but that, you know, there was some form of blown coverage there to be that wide open. Um, so it was, you know, it, it was exactly what you want out of a, a schemed trick play like that. But yeah, it's, you know, the passing offense uh, specifically is just abysmal 95% of the time. Um, and at some point you look at the players you have um whether it be, you know, Robert Woods or or NWI or Traylon Burks or or you know, your tight ends. And you just have to ask yourself like, 
how am I not making it work at all with with these these players? And obviously, it started working uh, near halftime uh, against the Broncos, but the there were still points in that second half where you're just like, come on, you know, like execute something, create something, make something happen. Uh, and it didn't. So it's, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, but you know, I, it doesn't seem like, I, you know, going back to something you've mentioned before, Austin, what is Tim Kelly doing to help? Yeah. Like, is there, is he actually providing anything? I think it was, um, Kaharski mentioned on Twitter today, uh, that, uh, during the individual drills when the media is able to watch Tim Kelly's always working with tight ends. Always. Why? So he can get Jeff swim involved in the offense. <laughs> That's why it makes $3 million. <laughs> That's uh J Rob's secret way of, of, uh, um, making himself look good. I hey, paid this okay, guy like, this much money. So can we at least get him some, so, so we can a screen. If you're, look, if you're looking at it, man, like next year you would have to think maybe like Robert Woods might not be here. Jeff Swain, I mean, here. might not be here. You have a way to rework Tannehill's contract. You reworked Derrick Henry's this year. Uh, Bud, you have an out, even though I would like Bud to stay. If he's not healthy enough, you have an out. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of space that you can create with some of these guys that are that aren't really con- Austin Hooper's on a one year deal. Some of these guys that aren't contributing as much this year, you can get out of these deals. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we'll see a lot of that in off season. Um, I I told a guy at the game Sunday that the Titans were extremely lucky to play the Broncos because they play a team with an actual offense, um, the Dolphins. Um, the no. Bills, just off the top of my head, the Chiefs, whoever. The Titans are fucked that game, in my opinion. There's no way that that defense could have kept up. Um, or that the Titans' offense could have kept up with a different offense if they were to score points. Uh, luckily, the Titans, the Broncos, are terrible, uh, and Russell Wilson is not a good quarterback anymore. No, and they were able to stay in the game for as long like, as they like, did. Like here in a couple weeks, um, you're gonna have so to throw something the, else I thought about. Here in a couple weeks, you're gonna have to throw the the, the kitchen sink of your entire defense at Philadelphia because you saw Washington. Like you saw Washington do that last night by keeping the offense on the field and then just being aggressive and attacking on defense. Titans are gonna have to do the exact same thing because you have a couple more teams that are like Philadelphia coming up to where you're gonna have to attack aggressively on defense. Let's talk about it. Uh <laughs> third and three. Uh Derek, I think got the first two carries of that. I if I can remember correctly. I got him there. And third and three, what do they do? They call it inside draw to who? Hassan Dontrell Hilliard, not Hassan. I'd rather have been Hassan who did, who did not convert the first down. Like, huh? I think there's another time so the game goes, was a, it was a third. That and just two. goes like, back to. Like, sorry, that go, that goes back to putting your players in positions of not not putting them in a position of success, right? Dontrell Hilliard in most situations is not going to be successful in that situation, uh, but Derrick Henry could have been. I don't, I'll do. There has been a swing yeah. pass, like There's an Alvin Kamara route out of the backfield, where they're not expecting it, and just drop it to him there. I think there was another point in the game too, where it was a third and two, and they and they do a, a screen pass, or maybe it was, a, it was a go route to somebody, and it was incomplete pass, and I was just thinking, yeah, it was third and two, and then you bring Run in the Malik, the you bring out. in Malik late in the game when you're about I, to win I was the about game. To bring it up, Brett. I was, That's twice I was about to bring this it up. year. They're driving. 
inside the 30, I believe. It might have been inside the 20. Late in the fourth quarter, um, too. You have a chance to close the game. Why? I think get I think we should have had the 30. Why get cute? Like there's no need to bring Malik in then now. And then and then you get the criticism from the fan base. Um, you know, you're hurting Malik. Malik's confidence. It was a bad spot to put him in. Bad spot to put him in. Hated that call. And man, it and the entire stadium knew it was about to happen. Yeah, and look, I get it. I get it because if you look at the film, if they don't fumble it and Malik keeps it, I, he had 15 yards to run. I get it. But that's not the time to do it. Just like it wasn't earlier in the year when you fumbled on almost the exact same play when you brought him in as the backup. It's not the t- like there's a time and a place when to do it, when to have fun with it. And that's twice this year it's been late in the game and it's not worked either time. So that, that play needs to be completely scrapped yeah, in the playbook. And he's cold. Like yes. he hasn't played a single snap in that game and you're putting him in, putting in them in a, a situation that you need to convert. A high pressure situation. Just a, a bad call all around. Hated that. Um, all right, last loser from Sunday, and that would have been the uh, guys I got banged up. Um, not, you know, throughout the game. Can that be just be one game where the Titans don't get injured? Is that is that a possible thing? No, it's not, not possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. Cursed. Um, so, uh, Lonnie Johnson – was carted to the locker room. Kevin Strong went out. Caleb Farley was ruled out with a back injury, which we know now um, was a herniated disc, and he's on IR. David Probably Long got banged year. up. Elijah Molden was was hurt and, and left the game. Like it got to a point, like oh my, who who's coming in? What's his name? Who is this? Uh, again, but again, they just find a way. I mean, and then you got Greg Maben back on the roster again because you have to sign him again because you have nobody else. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it almost got to a point in the secondary where you're like, okay, what are they going to do? Like, is is CJ Borg going to be playing his yeah, quarterback right. or something? Like, right. um, it was uh, it was getting to be a dire situation. So, good thing they got out of it. Um, you know, ha- not having Fulton uh, was was huge, uh, but to get him back, I think this week, hopefully, Amani Hooker's back. Elijah, um, Moulton, I know. I know McCreary's on on uh, the injury report, but uh, you know, hopefully he plays or he practices. Um, it's a it's a tough situation because you know this this team is uh, just cursed with injury. Oh, hey man, Isaiah Wilson was like he probably <laughs> did some panda voodoo to curse this whole team. Um, but it's a it's a tough situation. Hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully Molden's okay. Uh, hopefully, you know, Fulton's back. It's it, you got to have them. And the thing that sucks too, man, is like you talk about getting those guys back, Chris and Austin. You mentioned how it's just bad luck, injury after injury. Well, there's a chance you get Christian Fulton back. There's a chance you get Imani back. There's a chance you get Elijah Molden back. You get all those guys back. And then now there's a chance that Randy Bullock and Ben Jones both miss the game Thursday night. Yeah. Speaking of Ben Jones, what do you think they should do? Uh, would you be okay with starting Corey Levin or do you shift Aaron Brewer to that and put Ray Duns at left guard? I think you got it. I think you, I, I think they go Corey Levin, but I would probably go the other way. I think so too. But I think they start yeah. Corey Levin. I think it's safe to say that Ben's not going to play. A concussion dude yeah, on a Thursday I, night I, I and you're just put on the injury plays. report. Yeah, I don't no. think you're playing. On a short yeah. week. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, 
and yeah, I kind of get on that real quick about the injury report. Uh, it, it's some of it looks good, some of it not so not so great. Uh, ben Jones, we talked about Lonnie Johnson, probably not going to play. Uh, Cody Hollister, don't care if he doesn't play. Put him on our Kayla Farley. He is on our uh, Bud Dupree did not practice again on Tuesday. Um, I think that's a guy who doesn't really need to practice just as long as he's he healthy on game days. That's all that matters. Uh, Randy Bullock. Probably not going to play, so they add Josh Lambeau to the practice squad. Um, Amani Hooker limited, and then a lot of guys had uh, full participation. Elijah Moulton, which was um, promising. Christian Fulton. Uh, Are you? I, I think the most we've seen this season is two. How many players can be standard elevation from the practice squad for the game? Do we know the limit? Because, I mean, you got to think if Josh Lambeau is one of them, uh, CJ Board's got to be one of them after the game he had. Like he has to be your punt returner, yeah, uh, unless they, yeah, unless they move him to the active roster. Um, I, I'm not sure how many they can do, but you know there may be need. There may be we may see some more guys going to IR tomorrow, um, or somebody get cut to Dude, try to get you know one or two guys off the practice squad. Two, Chris. Article, okay. Article 33, so, yeah. Section 5, we, in each game of the regular and postseason, a club may choose to elevate a maximum of two players from its practice squad to its active-slash-inactive list without terminating his practice squad current contract. Okay. So, yeah, we, we may be seeing some more moves, uh, roster moves, um, tomorrow. Um, interesting thing happened today. Uh, Titans extend uh, Laurel Murchison to a contract extension. They got kind of odd to me. I mean, he's good. Is that a depth piece yeah, just to make but, sure he doesn't go anywhere and maybe have a chance to play somewhere else? I mean, it's like, just funny. Like we're talking about the D line and all these guys, and the one guy that we have not named really at all this season was Big who? Merch. Laurel Murchison. Laurel Murchison. I mean, maybe, it's just it's interesting. Maybe it's a thing where they think he goes to. Houston or Vegas, somewhere like where he'll be a – I mean, obviously not a top-tier player, but a, a solid player, and they just don't want that. They want him as a depth piece. I could be totally wrong, but it's just kind of what the signing seems like to me. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have him than not. He's sure. not – bro, he's a, sol- no. he's a good depth piece. I mean, I've, I've never had any issue with yeah. Merch. He's never been in the way, never bothered anything. So, I mean, I, that's, I mean, that's just my take on it, but – yeah, I mean we we've seen uh, Samo elevated to the fifty three over him. Um, obviously, now Merch is on the fifty three. But Samo made a couple of um, mistakes this past weekend too. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know we may see him inactive over you know Merch active over him uh, because of that. He, he should have sealed the game with that Rashad Weaver forced fumble, but yeah, yes, um, yes, popped right out against his chest, and he never had possession of it, but. Yeah, uh, I, you know, maybe maybe we see Merch um, get some more snaps and, and, we, you know, he makes some noise. All right, so we look forward to Thursday night football. It's always fun to play on Thursday night, especially against a team that's not the, you know, your division rival. Um, going to Lambeau Field on Thursday night, it's going to be cold. Um, I'm a fan of it. I like the matchup on Thursday night game. Something different that, you know, because you know, usually goes division matchups, Steelers, Browns, or – Jets, Dolphins, like that crowd gets boring. Uh, Titans, Packers, it's exciting. Uh, just a, it's a change of pace. So, uh, 
They faced the four and six Broncos. I don't know if you guys saw that game Sunday afternoon after you got home or you know after watching the Titans. Game, that was a that was a hell of a fourth quarter. Packers. The Packers. Yeah. <laughs> hell of a fourth quarter. Uh, how do you obviously? Yeah. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter. But how do you feel about all Navy on the road? Yeah, it's different. It especially is especially in Lambeau. I guess yeah. they're wearing the all white. They're going all the, white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see it. They they officially announced all white. That's kind of um, dope. So with a yellow helmet, I think it's going to be a cool matchup. I, I wish it was snowing. I think it's yeah, really me cool. too. I, if we weren't, I like I like the white light blue a lot on the road, but the all navy the all navy to me is kind of like the icy whites, the stormtroopers. It just the Titans seem like they play different when they're wearing those. So that's just a hypothetical thing, obviously. But like, I don't know, man. I, whenever I think of like the all white or versus the all navy, whenever I think all white, I think 2018 Monday night against Dallas. And all Navy, when you had the games, like some of the games against the Chiefs and stuff like that the past couple years, it just seems different. That high of 29, low of uh, 22 is going to feel uh, feel really rough. Though. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully they're, uh, the boys are ready for it. It's going to be 24 degrees Sunday night. Uh, th- Thursday night, sorry, Thursday night. Um, perfect. Opportunity for Derrick Henry. Yep. Yeah. Um, getting close the to the Packers are near the bottom. Yeah, it's it's getting close. You're right, Brett. The Packers are near the bottom uh, in rushing yards per game, giving up 140. Um, but they are third in the NFL in in passing yards per game, giving up uh, only 179. So this is kind of playing right into what the Titans' season's been kind of really all all year. Uh, not a lot of passing yards and a lot of rushing yards from from Derrick Henry. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of running the ball, uh, from, from the Titans. Um, and then on the other side of the Packers, they're 13th in the NFL in yards per game, but they only score 18 yards per game, uh, points per game. I'm all over the place right now. 18 points per game. So they're scoring about the same as the Titans with, uh, almost, you know, double the amount of yards. You got to make sure this week that you're you're good to go on defense because Christian Watson, not Christian Watson, uh, or is that uh, the, the wide receiver? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Christian Watson, like the the, I, I don't want to. He's a rookie, so I don't want to say resurgence, but the, what he, how he's played the last two and a half weeks versus how he played the first four weeks of the season is totally different, and he's turned into a really really yeah. solid wide receiver. So that's something that you're gonna have to watch out he's, on the back end. Of he's the figured defense. it out. Yes. Yeah, they gave up on another young receiver today, though, in Amari Rogers. Um, you know, he fumbled uh, on a re- on a pump return, um, and they've you know they've given up on him. So um, it's uh, it's funny watching um, wide receivers get cut from that team just because they feel <laughs> like they don't really have any. Um, but Randall Cobb has been um, uh, his window to return from our has been opened. Uh, so we could end up seeing Randall Cobb on Thursday night if he's activated. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's Christian, Christian Watson uh, is playing uh, some damn good football right now. Uh, and him and Roger seem to be building a, a nice little repertoire. So um, interested to see how, how the Titans play him and, and who covers him. Um, I think they, they probably try to line him up more against McCreary, but you know, I think, 
you know, hopefully Fulton's back and, and they can, he can kind of take control of that, that side of the field. Titans owe the Packers last year's ass beating. If y'all, y'all remember that 40 to yeah. 14 um, on Sunday night. And I think Mike Grable may have that in the back of his mind. And that one was in a the bad snow. taste in his mouth for losing to his buddy. Yeah, it wasn't snow. Uh, losing to his buddy, Matt LaFleur. So hopefully you see a re, you know, rejuvenated Titans team. They can bounce back after a, a short week and, um, you know, play against a team, a Green Bay team who, uh, I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the of the Packers game Sunday afternoon, but Rogers said we're not dead yet. So you don't get that guy any sort of spark and any idea that you know the Titans are just gonna be another team that he's gonna build that momentum off of. So got to go in there and get pressure again. I mean, this is one t- this is one team and uh, they're banged up as well. David Bakhtiari may not play. Uh, they got some injuries on their end as well. So Simmons is back. Bud's back. You know, imagine that with Hooker being back and Fulton, like you know, you're gonna a, a, a rested and, and and rejuvenated Titans defense um, against a quarterback that can we know and, can slice and dice and hope that David Long, Long plays. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, if 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 David Long and and those other guys all do play, we might see like the true starting eleven for this Titans defense outside of Landry, obviously. Uh, but this may be the first time we actually get to see like the the starters as anticipated coming into the season. All right, Chris. I think it's that time. It's time for Name That Titan, presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. All right. So, Brett, you got me last week, right? I did. Yep. He did. All right, so now it's time I get you guys back. It's I think four, I, think, I, think four, I get you here. Chris? Uh, Brett and I have combined for five. Five, so we're up one. Austin's, Austin's got us four times. All right, so it's time I even this thing up. All right, y'all ready? Let's do it. Okay. This player was drafted in the fourth round of the 2006 NFL draft out of Florida State. Fourth round, 2006, Florida State. Vince Young draft. Correct. It's not that doctor, because he would have been a couple years after that. Myron (laughs) Roll. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um... I'm good to move on to the second one. I'll use Myron as my guess, even though I know it's not him. Yeah, let's let's move on. Okay. Uh, this player was a first team All Pro in 2008. He also has been to the Pro Bowl twice in his career. First team All Pro 08, two time Pro Bowler. <sighs> Huh. I have, hmm. Nothing. It's not KVB. That'd be too Nothing. easy. He didn't go to Florida State either. All right. Who did you say? KVB. Hmm. No. He played for the Titans. Here's where we'll start. Our, our minds will start wondering. 
He played for the Titans from 2013 to 2014. So he came back. Cam Wake? Wait, say that again? No, it's not Cam Wake. 2013 to 2014. So the Titans drafted him and Two then seasons. he came back. No, the Titans did not draft this player. Oh, okay. Hmm. He played, played for the Titans old. in 2013 and 2014. First team all pro in 08, two time Pro Bowler. Cam Wake didn't even go to Florida State. Um, oh, I think I know who this is, and I can't think of his name. You want the next hint then, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has 2,200 rushing yards and oh. 16 rushing touchdowns in his career. Say that one more time. 2,200 rushing yards, 16 rushing touchdowns in his career. Oh, 22. Did you say 16 touchdowns? Yep. Hmm. I'm with y'all. I, if if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't have guessed this player. Uh, it would have been hard for me to remember him. There's no way. Well, he could have been. Okay, so who? I want to get. Oh. So I know who he played with. Like, like I know the players. I know players from that Titans team that he played with, but I can't put the name here. What's the last one? I want to give you one more, one more hit. Okay. Again, this, this may do it. This may not. Um, he is tied for an NFL record with eight career kickoff return touchdowns. Eight career kickoff what? return touchdowns. It's tied for an NFL record with two hundred. So you're players. telling me That's Bishop Sankey started but... over this guy, or was he right before Bishop? Uh, Bishop would have been 20. Bishop was, uh, was he 15? 2015. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Talk about a bust. Um, big bust. Dang, dude. So this was the guy right before Bishop. Chris? Returner. It's not Tommy Campbell. I think I know who it is. Who? I can't remember his first name though. <laughs> Just hey, if also do I get his... it? If I get his last name, well, hell no! I want a full name. No, Chris, say the hell no. This is obscure. If this is right, I should get this because this is obscure. He was a returner, and I remember this guy. I think his last name was Washington. What's his first name? I don't remember. <laughs> Brett. Uh, any help? It wouldn't be Darnell. It wouldn't be Nate. It's not Chris or anything like that. What's it start with? Can Leon. Get that? Oh Leon my Washington. gosh. Yeah, there it's it is, it. Chris. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, man. I thought I had it this time. Let's go, Chris. Let's go. Let's go. Man, no, I will good. give you that. That was a tough one. That was That's a tough that one. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough. I, I, I only remembered because of the return stuff. 
Yep. Well done, I Chris. I that would, that would get it. Because, I mean, he, he did most of his damage like that with the Titans. He had a couple. I think he had one, maybe two. Kick yeah. Off the mm-hmm. the Titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, well done, Chris. I did not know Florida State. But no. I, that year, I knew it had to be that guy. I knew you about to guess it when you said I know the, I know the last name. I knew it. <laughs> good job, good job, good job. All right, before we move on, bold predictions for Thursday night against the Packers. Um, I'm hot. Listen, if I get this next one, Chris, let's go buy a lottery ticket. So, <laughs> okay. For sure. Um, I thought about this on the way home, and I may play it safe. And I don't know if this is bold. I don't know what I want to do. You got to be bold. Got to be bold. Okay, I'll be bold then. So the last time the Titans played in Lambeau, Ryan Tannehill had that rushing touchdown. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rollout, and he took it to the end zone. Yep. Thursday night, Ryan Tannehill will have another rushing touchdown. Okay. I like that. We need another Tanner roll, bro. We haven't seen him in a long time. Been a minute. We have. Yeah. It's been a hot been minute. A minute. He's, had, he's only had one rushing touchdown this year. Is that right? I think so. So I was gonna say Derek Kennedy 150 yards, but that's not bold. <laughs> it's not. It's not bold. So I'll go with the Tanner roll. Uh, Traylon Burks will have his first career NFL touchdown. Please, uh, Brett Stoll. Brett Stoll Please, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, all right, give me a second. I'm gonna go. Let's see. Kevin Byard has two interceptions. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. You both are probably going uh, uh, green on both ears. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so, man. That'd be nice. We, we, we shall see. All right, again, we appreciate your support as always by listening to the podcast. You can get us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Get us on Twitter as well, at Second and Victory. We are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com. And again, uh, we have rolled out some fresh new merch in our merch store. Check that out at secondandvictory.com. Uh, I know we'll all be rocking some, some fresh merch here soon as well. But we appreciate the support for Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter. My name is Austin Nelson. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.